0: SECTION 91 OF CHESTERFIELD'S LETTERS TO HIS SON. READ FOR INTO THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. LETTER 122. MY DEAR FRIEND, I HAVE SENT YOU SO MANY PREPARATORY LETTERS FOR PARIS, THAT THIS, WHICH WILL MEET YOU THERE, SHALL ONLY BE A SUMMARY OF THEM ALL. YOU HAVE hitherto HAD MORE LIBERTY THAN ANYBODY OF YOUR AGE EVER HAD, AND I MUST DO YOU THE JUSTICE TO OWN THAT YOU HAVE MADE A BETTER USE OF IT THAN MOST PEOPLE OF YOUR AGE WOULD HAVE DONE but then, though you had not a jailer, you had a friend with you. At Paris you will not only be unconfined, but unassisted. Your own good sense must be your only guide. I have great confidence in it, and I am convinced that I shall receive just such accounts of your conduct at Paris as I could wish. For I tell you beforehand that I shall be most minutely informed of all that you do, and of almost all that you say there. Enjoy the pleasures of youth. You cannot do better." but refine and dignify them like a man of parts. Let them raise and not sink. Let them adorn and not vilify your character. Let them, in short, be the pleasures of a gentleman, and taken with your equals at least, but rather with your superiors, and those chiefly French. Inquire into the characters of the several academicians, before you form a connection with any of them, and be most upon your guard against those who make the most court to you you cannot study much in the academy, but you may study usefully there, if you are an economist of your time, and bestow only upon good books those quarters and halves of hours, which occur to everybody in the course of almost every day, and which at the year's end amount to a very considerable sum of time. Let Greek without fail share some part of every day. I do not mean the Greek poets, the catches of Anacreon, or the tender complaints of Theocritus, or even the porter-like language of Homer's heroes, of whom all smatterers in Greek know a little, quote often, and talk of always. But I mean Plato, Aristoteles, Demosthenes, and Thucydides, whom none but adepts know. It is Greek that must distinguish you in the learned world, Latin alone will not, and Greek must be sought to be retained, for it never occurs like Latin. When you read history or other books of amusement, let every language you are master of have its turn, so that you may not only retain, but improve in every one. I also desire that you will converse in German and Italian, with all the Germans and Italians with whom you converse at all. This will be a very agreeable and flattering thing to them, and a very useful one to you. Pray apply yourself diligently to your exercises, for though the doing them well is not supremely meritorious, the doing them ill is illiberal, vulgar and ridiculous. I recommend theatrical representations to you, which are excellent at Paris. The tragedies of Corneille and Racine and the comedies of Moliere, well attended to, are admirable lessons both for the heart and the head. There is not nor ever was any theatre comparable to the French. If the music of the French operas does not please your Italian ear, the words of them at least are sense and poetry which is much more than I can say of any Italian opera that I ever read or heard in my life. I sent you the enclosed letter of recommendation to Marquis Matignon, which I will have you deliver to him as soon as you can. You will, I am sure, feel the good effects of his warm friendship for me and Lord Bolingbroke, who has also wrote to him upon your subject. By that and by the other letters which I have sent you, You will be at once so thoroughly introduced into the best French company that you must take some pains if you will keep bad. But that is what I do not suspect you of. You have, I am sure, too much right ambition to prefer low and disgraceful company to that of your superiors, both in rank and age. Your character, and consequently your fortune, absolutely depends upon the company you keep, and the turn you take at Paris. I do not in the least mean a grave turn, on the contrary, a gay, a sprightly, but at the same time an elegant and liberal one. Keep carefully out of all scrapes and quarrels. They lower a character extremely, and are particularly dangerous in France, where a man is dishonored by not resenting an affront, and utterly ruined by resenting it. The young Frenchmen are hasty, giddy, and petulant, extremely national, and avantageux, FORBEAR FROM ANY NATIONAL JOKES OR REFLECTIONS WHICH ARE ALWAYS IMPROPER AND COMMONLY UNJUST. THE COLDER NORTHERN NATIONS GENERALLY LOOK UPON FRANCE AS A WHISTLING, SINGING, DANCING, FRIVOLOUS NATION. THIS NOTION IS VERY FAR FROM BEING A TRUE ONE, THOUGH MANY PETITS MATRES BY THEIR BEHAVIOR SEEM TO JUSTIFY IT. BUT THOSE VERY PETITS MATRES, WHEN MELLOWED BY AGE AND EXPERIENCE, VERY OFTEN TURN OUT TO BE VERY ABLE MEN. THE NUMBER OF GREAT GENERALS AND STATESMEN, AS WELL AS EXCELLENT AUTHORS, THAT FRANCE HAS PRODUCED, IS AN UNDENIABLE PROOF THAT IT IS NOT THAT FRIVOLOUS, UNTHINKING, EMPTY NATION THAT NORTHERN PREJUDICES SUPPOSE IT. SEEM TO LIKE AND APPROVE OF EVERYTHING AT FIRST, AND I PROMISE YOU THAT YOU WILL LIKE AND APPROVE OF MANY THINGS AFTERWARD. I EXPECT THAT YOU WILL WRITE TO ME CONSTANTLY, ONCE EVERY WEEK, WHICH I DESIRE MAY BE EVERY THURSDAY, AND THAT YOUR LETTERS MAY INFORM ME OF YOUR PERSONAL TRANSACTIONS not of what you see, but of whom you see, and what you do. Be your own monitor, now that you will have no other. As to enunciation, I must repeat it to you again and again, that there is no one thing so necessary. All other talents without that are absolutely useless, except in your own closet. It sounds ridiculously to bid you study with your dancing matter, and yet I do, the bodily carriage and graces are of infinite consequence to everybody, and more particularly to you. Adieu for this time, my dear child. Yours tenderly. End of section ninety one. Read by Professor Heather and By. For more free audiobooks or to volunteer, please visit librivox.org.